The following presentation is from North Pine Baptist Church. We trust that it will help you learn more about God and His message for the world. For more information and to connect with us, visit npbc.org.au. days Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This is the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria. And everyone went to their own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to Bethlehem, the town of David because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him, and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger, because there was no guest room available to him. Lord and Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you. Thank you that you speak to us through this word. And we pray, Lord, that you'll speak to us this morning in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, if you've tried to find a rental property in 2022, or maybe tried to find a, a car park at Westfields during Christmas this year, you might have a small sense of what things might have been like at that first Christmas. Maybe you've had a bit of a taste of what the housing crisis was like for them, or the, the road situation was like for Mary and Joseph. In 46 BC, Caesar Augustus gives a decree that says, we're going to take a census of the entire Roman world. Could you imagine what it would be like to organize a census in 6 to 4 BC? It's hard enough organizing Christmas for an extended family in 2022. It's hard to organize an election these days. Could you imagine what it would have been like? Imagine you're one of those government officials, and Caesar decrees we're going to take a census. Can you imagine the load you'd feel of the entire Roman world? Are you serious? And so everyone descends on their hometowns. It's nose to tail for the donkeys on the highways. Maybe there's more Roman soldiers having to be on duty just to, to keep the peace. Your house is full of relatives. They're everywhere. Your guest room is top of block. So therefore you've got other relatives who have spilled out into the lounge room. They're on the lounge. They're on the floor. They're everywhere. 
imagine the mess of that first Christmas. Maybe you can. Maybe that's your situation now. Maybe you've got relatives coming from everywhere to descend on your, your home. Maybe mess is a pretty good word for you to describe Christmas this year. I think mess is a good word to describe the world we are living in. A world of war. And even if that war is not happening in your country, the effects of it are flowing out all over the world. Maybe it's uh, inflation. The cost of living is going through the roof. And if, if you've been teetering on the edge, if you've had very little buffer in your budget, Inflation has pushed you to the limit or even past it. Fuel prices, earthquakes, flooding, people taking advantage of others, busted relationships. The world is a mess and people are becoming desperate. And one of the things that people do in times of desperation, when their world is a mess, is that they will cry out to God. And normally their, their cries will come in the form of two questions. Where are you, God? And why don't you do something about this? Maybe these are the questions you find yourself asking. These are the questions that people were asking at the very first Christmas too. And today we will see that these are questions that God answers. He answers the first question, where are you God, by personally entering our mess. And he answers the second question. Why don't you do something about this? By taking his mess, our mess, upon himself. So we've got a lot in common with the first Christmas, the people, the world of the first Christmas. Theirs too was a messy world. See, Rome ruled. Its rule was around most of the Mediterranean world there. They ruled parts of Europe, North Africa, the Middle East. They were the occupiers. They were the ones waging war. It was a world where, unsurprisingly, people weren't happy. They weren't excited about giving their taxes to an occupying force. Could you imagine that? Could you imagine another power coming and occupying your land and saying, now you better pay us. That's their decree. It was a world of cultural struggles. Cultures were clashing. They weren't getting on. It was a time of political jostling, of power 
grabbing. That sound a bit like the world waving. A mess is not just how you might describe the world of the first Christmas. God's special covenant people could also be described as a messy people. The prophet Isaiah made this assessment of God's people in Isaiah 64. He says, All of us have become like one who is unclean, and all our righteous acts are like filthy rags. We all shrivel up like a leaf, and like the wind our sins sweep us away. No one calls on your name or strives to lay hold of you, for you have hidden your face from us and have given us over to our sin. This assessment made by the prophet Isaiah was still an appropriate description of many of God's people leading up to that first Christmas. When the angel foretold of John the Baptist's birth, he said this of John. He said, he will bring back many of the people of Israel to the Lord their God. And he will go on before the Lord in the spirit and power of Elijah to turn the hearts of parents to their children and their disobedience to the wisdom of the righteous to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. God's people were spiritually a mess. We might say there was a religious crust to their lives. Much of their devotion to God was only surface deep. It had no real heart about it, no real depth. Their Facebook pages looked great, but that's as far as it went. It didn't portray the real story of their lives. They had, in fact, turned away from God. And so as our focus of the first Christmas narrows from a messy world to a messy people, we notice that things haven't gotten any tidier the closer we get to the birth of Jesus himself. See, from a messy world to a messy people, we now come to a messy family situation. Mary and Joseph were pledged to be married. But Mary was pregnant, and Joseph was not the father. Can you imagine how tricky that would have been? Especially in a society like that one back then and into this messy family situation, the Son of God is born. Maybe there's a messy situation in your family. Nothing about the first Christmas is neat and tidy, is it? Maybe you're seeing and experiencing plenty of mess this Christmas yourself. You look at the world around us and you go, that is messy. 
financial struggles, political jostling, power grabs. Maybe you notice the behavior and attitudes of people these days. You describe as a mess. Self-centeredness. Busted relationships. People taking advantage of others. Maybe you look at your own life. Your own heart. And you describe that as a mess. And the more you ponder the world, people, and even your own life, the more you might find yourself asking this Christmas, where are you, God? Well, why don't you do something about this? Well, friends, be encouraged. Because that's not the end of the Christmas story. See, Jesus is the meaning amid the mess of Christmas. Verse 8 of Luke chapter 2. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of God of the Lord sorry, shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly a great company of the heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those on whom his favor, favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. Friends, we all have our own mess. The Bible calls it sin. Romans chapter 3 has these words for us in Paul. There is no one righteous, not even one. There is no one who understands. There is no one who seeks God. All have turned away. They have together become worthless. There is no one who does good, not even one. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Jesus, being God himself, is the only one who is without his own mess. The Bible calls this messlessness righteousness. Peter tells us that Christ also suffered once for sins, the righteous for the unrighteous to bring them to God. Jesus cleans up the mess of who we are by taking our mess 
our sin upon Himself. He did that on the cross. And in return, He gives us His messlessness, His righteousness. This exchange happens by God's grace through faith in Him. We're to put a bit of context around that verse 23 of Romans 3. It says, This righteousness is given through faith in Jesus Christ to all who believe. There is no difference between Jew and Gentile. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And all are justified freely by His grace through the redemption that came by Christ Jesus. Jesus is the meaning amid the mess of Christmas. We live in a messy world. We are a messy people. And sin means that we all find ourselves in a messy situation. If you find yourself asking those two big questions this Christmas, where are you, God? Well, know that through the story of the first Christmas, we're reminded that where are you, God? Jesus, God enters in the mess. He is here in the mess. He does this via a manger. The newborn baby. Maybe that's the big question you're asking as you look at the world of people and at your own situation. So maybe you're asking that, where are you God? Well, the God of the Bible is the God who enters the mess. He doesn't stay distant from it. Maybe you find yourself this year asking the why question. God, why don't you do something about this? Well, friends, in Jesus, God does do something about this. He takes the mess upon himself. And on the cross, he deals with it. He becomes the Messiah of Christmas. The challenge for us today is if we are asking the where and why questions of God honestly, are we willing to receive his answer? God's message for us this Christmas is don't let the messiness distract you from the meaning of Christmas. Amid all the mess you see in the world, in people, and in your own life, see the meaning behind it. In Jesus, God enters our mess to save us, and he invites you to come and bring your mess to him today. Will you bring your mess to Jesus this Christmas? Will you respond to the Messiah 
this was 2023. I would encourage you to ask those questions of God seriously. But also to listen to His answer. Come to God this Christmas. Bring your mess to Him. And He will give His messlessness to you. Let me pray. Loving Lord, it is so easy to get distracted by, by the mess that we are experiencing this year. It's so easy to get distracted by even the joyful mess that a day like today brings into our house. But Father, we thank you that the first Christmas shows us that you are the God who has no mess of his own yet enters into our mess so that you can take it upon yourself. Lord, I pray that that will be a fresh message for us this year. That we will once again be in awe of the fact that the perfect creator God of the universe would enter into a messy world a world that didn't really want to know. And you did it so that you could take our mess upon yourself. Father, I pray that if there's anyone today in whom you've shown that their, their life is a messy place, but that you are the God who desires to take them to make them clean. Lord, I pray that you will speak clearly to them. That through the message of Christmas, they will see the true meaning, meaning behind it. And they might come to you and take you as their Lord and Savior. And give you the glory for who you are and what you have done in Jesus. Thanks for joining us for this presentation from North Pine Baptist Church. For more information and to connect with us, visit npbc.org.au.